welcome. 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 Welcome to Unsinkable. Welcome to Unsinkable. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Three, two, go. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Nina. Um, a lot of people call me Auntie Nina, and I am an overseer of Ships That Don't Sink community. Welcome to Unsinkable. What up, y'all? Hey, y'all. It's Nathaniel. Um, you can call me Steven as well. Um, I am another overseer of Ships That Don't Sink, and welcome to Unsinkable. Hey y'all, I'm Nafisa. I'm an overseer of ships. Not overseer. <clears throat> Dang, I forgot my title. Not administrator for getting she administrator. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I need some coffee. It's like my marbles is just knocked out of my head. I think it's been a long week. Like, I don't work in. Bear with us, y'all. It was that person in the um, what you call them, who made me a little bit nervous. So that's Nafisa, y'all. Y'all show Nafisa some love, please. Um, we get Nafisa to come out of her shell. We're making her be like Peter and get off the boat, or maybe she's the rest of the disciples who's still sitting in the boat. But we don't know. But she here. <laughs> what up, though? She in this unsinkable boat, and you guys are here also. And um. We have a, um, as you can see, the title is called Coming Out. We have a really good title for y'all, uh, subject matter and title for you guys today. Um, do anybody else want to explain what the title is um, really about? Um, I will. All right. So, y'all know how, well, maybe you don't yet, but when you come to Jesus and then some people start looking at you different, you know, you start walking a little different, you start acting a little different, doing some different things. And it's like coming out all over again. It's a different kind of coming out than the world is used to, but coming out nonetheless. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, how Each of our individual stories of how we came out to family, friends, and just came out in Jesus. Right. <laughs> no, because that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. And I know people think, you know, because everybody be like, why are you trying to force your religion on me? And this be like, bro, do you know what I went through to come out like this? Um, it's just as traumatic if I can say, because I've I've been there and um maybe one of you can relate to coming out that when I used to date girls, you know how traumatic that was for me? Coming out to um mm -hmm. say, you know, I like a boy, coming out to mm -hmm. say that I lost my virginity. Actually, I didn't come out and say that. My mama took me to the doctor and blew up my spot in a doctor office. I was scared, y'all. But to come out is still um you can suffer a bit of PTSD if you don't really know who Jesus is. You gotta really unapolog unapologetically come out and be like, I'm serving the Lord, but it's never as what people think it is. It's never just always like, yeah, I'm out here. I'm serving Jesus. You always creep out a little bit. You don't want to make certain posts. You don't want to, you don't want to be like, oh yeah. This right. It's easier to come out to certain people out yeah. the lights in the beginning. Yeah. People in the church. Mm -hmm. I was like that version who talked a whole lot. Like I was that hype one. Really? Let's like it, but I was hype. I didn't care. You was overzealous for Christ. How you want to say you was the version who talked a lot? Child. And I was like the version you know, who finally just let it loose. Oh, okay. And then she tell me that's why. 
and what did it, but did that help you? Did that help you like when you came out? Like how how was that for you? Give us a bit of your background, Nafisa, of um what you was coming out from and coming into. All right. So um my family is a whole bunch of Muslims and I was always open with them about like one day serving or being with Jesus. And they didn't really believe me. They was like, you're Muslim. You was born into Muslim. So you're going to forever be Muslim no matter what you think you are. My God family were Christian, but they were lukewarm. <clears throat> so coming out to my God family, it was easy. It was like, they was just more of a, like a, I don't care that you serve God, but one, you don't have to be always in the room doing your Bible. And I'm reading your Bible and stuff. And then on top of that, you don't have to stop sinning basically like why are you trying to stop sinning you're trying to ruin your life you're trying to stop your life that's how they were and yeah so my family and my mom really didn't acknowledge it until I actually like started sheltering myself and being with God more and then she was just like okay well that's her lifestyle but she don't say much about it but it has an impact on my siblings though and now they want to serve God so That's that's my background. That's how I came out. I was real open about it. Oh, yeah, and I had a boyfriend who didn't like it too. So, but that was cool. <laughs> I got a question. Cool. Wow. So, um, what was like one of your first experiences of coming out? Like, like your first time telling somebody, like one of your Muslim family members, to be specific. Like, what was the conversation like? Okay. Um, it was my mom and I was, no, 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 it was my aunt. And this was when I was young and I was like, um, I was real conflicted because I'm, you know, growing up with both, you have Christian family and then you have Muslim family, you got, well, Christian God mm-hmm. family and the Muslim family and the embroidery by your Christian ones. I told my aunt who is a Muslim, I told her one day, I said, I want to be Christian. And she said, Why? I was like, because I believe in Jesus. And then she said, well, you're going to go to hell. And that was my first experience. And I got scared. So mm. I believe like, so then that's when I um I kind of backed off of it because I was like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. And I didn't know which one. And I cried to God for like a really long time after that because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah, mm-hmm. so that was like a real traumatizing experience. What made you tell her that you believe in Jesus? What made you believe in Jesus at that point? And how old were you, by the way? I had to be like, <laughs> to be honest, I think I had to be like in third grade. So. Okay. Like 10, 11? Mm-hmm. No. Eight, yeah. eight, nine. Eight, nine. Oh, okay. like, first of all, don't 10, 11 me. I was <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, no, but I only said I feel like I'll be off with stuff like that because, okay, so my birthday is December 6th, but the cutoff day to enroll in school was December 4th. So I've always been older in my classes. I'm not slow, y'all. I'm very intelligent. (laughs) But (laughs) they they was real strict on that. So yeah. My nephew ate right now in the third grade. That's going to be the reason why I know. Don't play me. I don't. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, but, but um, wow, Jesus in third grade. Yeah. I think um it was because uh growing up my my godmom, her 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 mom, well my godmom grandma, grandma, I call her my Gigi, like my great grandma. She used to every Christmas, mm-hmm. she would always buy me books about Jesus. And she was one who always went to church and she was like so loving, so kind. She was like one of my favorite person in the world. 
So she would always buy me books. And I loved books. So I would take those books and I would read them. And it's always about Jesus. So that's how I kind of got like introduced to Jesus. Um, so I guess that was like the beginning of the foundation of a relationship. It just wasn't because I didn't know how to follow him when I was young and nobody taught me. So that's all I had. Mm. And that's what made, that was enough though, to make me want to follow Jesus. Yo, that's definitely gonna have to be another podcast um, topic because the fact that you said you just, um, the fact that you was introduced at a young age, eight is still rather young, um, is still part of your formative years. And I think that's amazing. And that you was like in a mix of a tug of war and you heard God, but you to hear Jesus is different than just hearing God. And I don't think many people know that. We definitely gonna have to talk about that because, oh my Lord, that is so important. But, um, Stefan, what about you, though? So, yeah. Okay, so I've been in church since I was in my mama's stomach. And so, um, like, I always knew about Jesus, knew about God and stuff. But let me see. Because I don't be knowing how to explain it. Like, I am really the definition of the prodigal son because... Like, I knew about Jesus. Like, when I was younger, like, I could tell you scripture. I knew about Jesus. I knew why he shouldn't do stuff. I knew I didn't want to do certain things. Like, I was really, like, a different kid. Like, teachers would look at me like, why? Like, what's going on? Like, people would just be like, why is he so like that? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Um, Like, I even remember, my like, my mom told me one time. We was at one of her friend's house. And I had to be, like, maybe five six or younger than that and i guess something had came on the tv and i walked over and turned th- and turned the tv off and she was like you cannot do that to people tv and so yeah but then once i started going to like maybe i want to say middle school like we know the warfare is going to be there regardless you know on kids and stuff and so i pretty much started walking away, doing what I wanted to do. Found some more fun stuff to a kid um, to do. And so then I want to say last year around October, November-ish, I was the cause. So I was into new age and astrology and spirituality and all of that stuff. Real interesting to me. I just, and it really was out of a pure state. I will say that. Like, some people be knowing what they're doing, knowing they're going against God. I was literally just looking for God. Like, I was looking for a higher spiritual state. Like, I'm trying to get to heaven. I want to know what I need to do because I knew I wasn't doing something right. And so, um, one day I decided to read my Bible, pick up my Bible, and um, picked up my Bible. I guess I was reading. I think I had started in Genesis. I was reading through, got to Exodus, and... God started talking about don't worship the moon, don't um don't follow certain stuff. And I said, hmm. Like, and it was really like a a snap thing. And it was just like, oh, okay, I need to stop that. Like, let me stop. Stop that. Started fasting. Walked out my room one day. I went to my auntie house and she was like, um, like you want some food? Because I think I had to watch my cousin. And she was like, You wanna um want me to leave my car so y'all can get some food? And I was like, Oh no, I'm okay. And she for some reason, she said something, told her to ask why. And so she asked me why. And I said, oh, I'm fasting. And she like 
when I, I wish y'all could, y'all could have saw her face because the face she made, she was so confused. Like she sat there for a second and I had to say it like a couple of times and she was like, Oh, okay. And like she a Christian, like my family, like they all Christian. And so they was just real, like what? <laughs> because of the life that I had came out of, like child was in a whole full blown relationship with a, um, with another man at the time. Mm-hmm. Everything, like it was just mm-hmm. crazy. Life was crazy at the moment. But my coming out was more so, it was it was very welcoming, of course, but it was a big, big shock to people. Like, you know, like we was talking about on one of the um, community events, um, how the older generation prays for the younger generation. But when we actually start coming to church, we actually start coming out, they be shook. Like, wait a minute. Like, y'all serious? Like, y'all more serious than us. What's going on? So, yeah. It was, it was something. So you think that was, that's still a form of coming out because you came out of those new age practice. You came out of the idolatry. Mm -hmm. You came out of the world where God was saying, listen, come out of that. That's a a form of coming out. Because we know in Revelation, he tell us to come out of Babylon. He tell his people, come out of the Mm -hmm. world. So um, that's interesting. I walked completely away from it. I say because I had walked completely away from it. Like right. it was a mess. Come back. That's a, I think um that's a good that was good. Wow. And so it was pretty welcoming for you. So your transition was pretty easy. Um pretty yes. more encouraging. And then being that my mom is um a minister as well. Like it was, yeah, like it was pretty easy. Like we started reading our Bibles together, you know, like she was able to answer certain questions for me that I had and stuff like that. So and I honestly now, like I just recently, like maybe like a couple months ago, actually just realized the blessing in that because not a lot of people grow up with that. Like not a lot of people have family members that actually know the Bible already. Not a lot of um people have moms who are ministers who know the bible who are steeped in god to have that um that kind of like overseeing as a new believer like most people just gotta figure it out for themselves and this yeah because i still had to figure it out for myself but i had that backing there which was a blessing i think that was a setup for you um that god had to work through your mom to be a minister just for you because he knew the attack and warfare that Mm -hmm. was going to be on you so you was going to need someone who was steeped in god to show the love of god because there was questions because to walk away from god when you knew god is different than if you never knew god Mm -hmm. if you never knew about jesus i think it's different and i think that him working that through your mother because if you said and and i love that you said i was going to church since i was in my mother's belly right he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb so he already what was coming right man that is deep i don't know y'all Jesus, that's the glory of god for me ah oh, jesus right i walked all the way away Child. It was finally, like it was a different level of repentance i feel like coming back because it was like wow like wow like you like because we all know like i feel like i can't speak for people who didn't know him and then just came to him but like it's a different level of, like you said, like walking away and then coming back because it's like God speaks to us throughout our lives. But looking back, like you really see like, no, you was really coming for me. Like you was really trying to get me and I just didn't want you. Like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Um, that's I love those views. So mine is somewhere in between the mix of you two. Um, right, right. Where you was at. Um. 
Okay, so my coming out story was, and what's funny is this morning, actually, reminders of six years ago, like, you know, Google Photos do this thing where it's, oh, here's your memories from six years ago. Like, that's why I stopped going on Facebook because Facebook be making me cringe. Like, bro, I don't need to see six years ago. I don't need to see 10 years ago. I knew what I was doing. I knew the kind of life I right? But six right. years ago, it showed me a picture. And one of the pictures was, um, so I lived in Texas for about six years now. And during that time, um, I was going to a church because my sister's best friend, when she started working in Texas, we all moved to Texas, got invited to this church. And I will call it spiritual checkup mm-hmm. because I, I, I didn't know who Jesus was. No one introduced me. Like I heard about Jesus like sip something but I know God like I know there was a God and so I used to call it spiritual checkup but I'm one of those people that whenever I went to church it seemed like the sermon was for me and so it was always like trying to work on me so I used to call it spiritual checkup but I wasn't like really serious I was doing it because it's what you're supposed to do to look like to check off your list to look like you're a good person to look like you have morals and you know and I would get dressed up and mind you I'm gonna post these pictures on my page because I was like what the what And it helps another dream that I had make sense. But when I got serious in 2019, um, it was at the top of 2019 because 2018, I left the corporate world. Like I heard, which who I now know is the Holy Spirit told me to leave my job, to not renew my contract because they wanted to send me somewhere else that was just going to put me in immediate danger. And um, I was like scared and I left this safety net and I left it. And um, I didn't know that. And when, and that happened beginning 2018, I didn't know that depression was um, sitting in the background waiting for me. Um, I believe you taught on this, how um, sin is waiting. It's crouching at your door type thing, you know? Um, and I felt like it was just waiting because I said mm-hmm. a long time. And then what happened was um, I, I, what it seemed like to everybody else on the surface, like I was this happy person. I was living the vida loca. I was living my best life. And really I wasn't, I was sinking more and more into the press. I was committing adultery. I was, do, I was just doing anything to have feeling because I was numb. And then the time the top of 2019 came, I broke and I remember mm-hmm. sitting in my room, nobody was home and I was ready to commit suicide. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna just do it today. I've tried it 15 years straight and never worked. I was like, I know today is gonna work. And cause I'm just tired and I'm unhappy and I feel unfulfilled and not important. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And then it seemed like something was talking to me um, in the room <clears throat> while I was there. And then it, um, part of me, it was just like, um, no, you still got more work to do. And I was like, no, I just need to get out of here. And I heard, um, I started thinking like, but dang, if I die here in this house, now my mom's going to have to come home and clean it up. And now I'm just hurting people all over again. So I felt trapped. Like I couldn't even, I didn't want to live. I couldn't even stay. Cause if I, if I die here, somebody got to come and clean it up. And then my nephew died here and it's going to be a double shame on the house. And I felt like, oh my God, I felt like in this, I felt like suffocating. Like I was, di- I was alive, but I was already dying. Like I was suffocating and something said, no, you got more living to do. Try again. And I was like, what? And it was like, that more living to do. And I was like, no. And I remember just bawling, crying, 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 crying. And I went downstairs and um, I don't know, people used to talk about podcasts and I was never one. Like I, could, I wasn't on the wave then. 
and I turned on this podcast and it's, it's, it's funny. Um, it was called blessed and bossed up and, um, shameless plug. Mm -hmm. She's kind of good. I don't listen to her as much. And she was talking about blending business with God and making God your CEO. And at that time I had my own business. I was drowning in debt and I was like, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Cause the voice said, no, you got a lot of more living to do. You need to try again. And now I know that was Holy spirit. And I was like, um, listening to her, listening to her, listening to her. And she started my relationship. And that's when um, I read the book by Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. And I started reading it, understanding like, oh, why I'm always trying to commit suicide? Why is it trying to plague me so badly? Is because um, there's war going on in my mind. And I started reading that book and listening to the podcast, which led me to open a Bible. And what's crazy is the whole time I've been in this room for like... Uh, the past two years, there's actually two Bibles that were just sitting in my room. It was a message Bible and it was an uh, IV Bible. And I don't know, I was, we are one of those households that always just had Bibles lying around, but nobody used them. Nobody opens them. Like, I don't know if we use it as decoration. We need to stop that. Like, that's right. <laughs> it's in every room. And it's like, oh, we do have Bibles. Like, I, it, it was like, it was waiting for me. And I was like, okay. So I started reading the Bible because I wanted to understand the scriptures that was in the book by Joyce Meyer. Cause I was like, well, this makes sense. I want to know more. And I remember I opened the mm -hmm. message Bible and I started reading from the beginning and the lights turned on. It's like, I understood it prior to before when my grandmother and them used to try and make me, um, they, they used to try and make me memorize scripture. They didn't tell me about Jesus though. They didn't tell me the relationship part. So when I opened it and I understood it, it made me intrigue me because literally I felt like somebody threw me a lifeline, like that, just that time in my room. And it says you have more living to, to do. And it's like somebody threw me a lifeline and I was holding on. And it's just like, ever since that, it just started going. So I, I started hanging on. Then I don't know. I started praying and um, I was listening to this podcast and she was talking about fasting. And I was like, maybe I need to fast because I was dealing with a lot. I was dealing with like, uh, sexual promiscuity and adultery and drugs. And I was just dealing with a lot. And I was just like, okay, listening. And um, that was January. And then in February, I heard God, I just prayed, prayed. I just got on my knees. I never prayed before consistently. And I just said, God, if you help me. So it's like, I had to come back out to God because it's like, he's been calling me, but I've been ignoring him. So I said, God, if you help me pray to you consistently, you know, um, mm -hmm. I serve you. I just need you to help me talk to you because I hear what you do for other people. And I haven't stopped praying to God since. And um, in March, he made me go back to church for real where I could understand because now I actually am intentionally doing this walk, not for the aesthetics because it's like I need him. And so I have to come back to a church that looked different. Like I remember the pastor, I remember the people, but they don't remember me. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? They think I'm just a new member. Little do they know that I've been here a few times. And so then after that, um, right, right, right. my sisters and them was going with me to church and I started encouraging them because they would go like every other Sunday, they would get dressed, you know? And I also felt like, you know, I didn't want to dress up because the pictures that I seen from six years ago, I was like, like, I kept hearing be yourself from the beginning. I kept hearing be myself, be myself, be myself. And, um, 
when I was going, I was pulling my sisters with me, but they wasn't really trying to go. It seemed like more of a job. And it was just like, oh, well, I want them to come with me and whatever. And they started to see like, oh, you changing a little bit. But I was still going to church in the beginning and going home and smoking and, you know, because I'm lukewarm. Like, you know, I'm trying. Like, this was authentic. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. But the more I kept reading my word, the more I kept understanding why I was depressed, the more I could understand um, some things I had to stop and how God wanted me to work um to walk and be a holiness so then all of a sudden mm-hmm. i remember i started doing prayer watch hours and spending time with god and i would put this sign on my door that would say um i'm praying or i would lock my door and they would knock and i wouldn't answer and they were trying to figure out why is she always in her room what is she doing what's going on in there and i would um tell them you know i put a sign up and then my niece made a sign and she's felt prayer wrong. It was so cute. And I kept it. So they used to sit outside my door and be like, this is what you're doing. So you serious. So they used to be like, oh, she going through this little phase or whenever she finished her little walk with God. And I used to be upset because it's like, if you all believe in God and y'all believe in Jesus and you go to church, why is it that all of a sudden it's little, it's so minute, it's not important. Why is it that you want us to, you want me to not really like fully pursue this? And Um, you know, and my mom, she believed in Jesus, but she got like Buddha and everything else all over her wall. And, um, she got mixed with scripture. So it was kind of confusing in the house itself, but, um, it was some pushback because my sisters and them thought I was leaving them. They thought I was acting funny. All of a sudden they would say things to me like Jesus smoked weed too. Um, you ain't got, didn't Jesus drink a little wine? Like they would say all this stuff. And it was like spiritual warfare because I was coming back. I was coming out in the house that bought me the trauma that wanted me to help, wanted me or was like the ground where my wilderness, where I wanted to commit suicide because my brother moved back in. So coming out, I really had to like grow in front of them and it was hard. And it wasn't that, you know, they gave me any pushback, but they was like side eyeing me like, oh boy. They had jokes like, here comes Sister Mary Clarence. Um, Like just wow, different little like snooty remarks. Whereas when I was coming out from then 2019 to now, and I know it's only like a, a few short years, they respect me more. When they need prayer, they come to me. Before it was just like, oh my God, she praying? How long you gonna be praying? You fat, like they didn't get when I was fasting. Um, but they wanted me to take the kids to church. My sisters stopped coming to church with me. Before where they thought it was just recreational and aesthetics, when they saw I was serious, they stopped coming to church with me. I guess I was doing too much, I guess. Um, and I was just going to church on Sundays. And um, so it was uncomfortable in a sense because I kind of didn't want them to think that think that I was churchy or that I was different. Like, I wanted them to still like me. And I seen that they was pulling away. And I was just like, you know, I would try and do things in private and act like I wasn't studying at some point in time. Or I would try and act like, oh, I can still listen to this or I can still do this. And I can, you know, uh, yeah, I go to church. Like I was trying to blend it. And the more I tried to blend it, the more God was pulling me his way and saying, you're just going to have to suck it up. And you're going to have to fully, completely change. They used to sit outside my door when I was praying be like, oh my God, you've been in there forever. And I used to feel rushed and I used to feel like I couldn't talk about God to them or I couldn't Bible study in different parts of the house. I could only do it in my room, which I did. But look at me now, me, they already know. I, here come Auntie Nina. What's an Apple bag? Bibles, journals, books, what you need? You need a scripture? 
like this, it, it was, it was like that. And I was, I'm going to admit, I was ashamed a little bit because I didn't, um, I also didn't want to post on Facebook certain things like with my walk and my journey, because I was like, they're going to be like, oh, she was just the other day in some booty shorts. And she was just like, you know, it was, it was going to be a lot of feedback from the people that knew me. So, um, even now I still get the jokes. People be like, um, <laughs> people be like hey um jesus sister or hey god's daughter like you know they say it not they don't mean to be rude but it's a joke to them like they can tell the dramatic change and um i just don't hang with people um that i used to because everybody wants me to they say things like do god but don't be serious and i don't know how not to be serious about the one who saved my life i don't know how not to be serious about jesus because they really got to understand they they wasn't there in that room that day Holy Spirit was. And so God was like, you got to take my hand. And so my coming out was a little weird. And I thought my mom, you know, she, mm-hmm. she, 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 she pushed back a little bit. Like she felt like I could just tell when people felt like, oh, you're doing too much and not in a legalistic way, but just building my relationship. And it was like, oh, I've been there. I'm a, well, I remember when I was building my relationship with God, she building her little relationship and little do they know this ain't no little relationship because God don't do nothing little. And they took it as you can know God and still be out here just wilding. So that was my coming out story. And it was like a little bit in between y'all's. I felt like when Afisa said she used to just separate herself, that was that. But with with you, um, Stefan, it was like um, uh, when you was like, oh, you kind of knew. So it was kind of welcoming, meaning like the atmosphere was like, yeah, do your thing, you know, but it wasn't really all like. Mm, yeah come on a shock like yeah let's encourage you it's more like do a little bit of that and do a little bit of this so yeah that's my coming out story um i felt a lot of shame i felt embarrassed a little bit and then god had to check my heart and be like how are you embarrassed of me how are you embarrassed of jesus like i used to be scared to say jesus like i used to feel shame like if i say jesus because you know i could say god and be safe now I'll be out here like Jesus and Jesus and Holy Spirit. You, like, I'll be slanging right. that name. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it on the cone. Like, it's Jesus for me. Because that's the thing. And I feel like that's for, it's for another um, episode. But people don't understand that God is a rogue. That's not that man's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, like, no, that, that's a rogue. God is a rogue. Anything sure. can be God. But Big G, he, he don't need Big G. But it's still only his role. That's not that man's name. But so, would y'all like to go into our SOS segment now? Um. Yeah. So actually, yeah. Let's tell them. Um. Yeah. Let's go into that. Matter of fact. Okay. So, y'all, SOS. Somebody help because it's time to sink or swim. So this segment will be about um just some. Uh, topics that to start a pot um that we will be talking about to see if it was a good idea a bad idea um helpful for the kingdom of god not so helpful or if it was just overall something that needed to drown and so today's um topic we are talking about one day and portia loves new song and video called don't worry about it um and the people was mad. So, do somebody else want to let us know what was going on with them? 
Um, so one day is this fly, dope, young believer who raps about God and her relationship with God. And she do it for um, the culture, but she mostly, as I seen and I listen to her, she does it for the kingdom, but she's very relatable. And um, so on TikTok, <laughs> you know, she released some, um, what was it, snippets of the video and the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and they was promoting it before the video, though, what I seen. And people were feeling it, yeah. but then it seemed like when visuals came into play, people kept asking also. It made it worse when people was like, how is this for the kingdom? How are you representing the kingdom? Because they felt like she was in like pink lush robe. She was in like, you know, they compared her to looking like cash doll. Um, two female rappers in... Um, they was in her comments hating. Um, they were saying that rap is of the devil. <laughs> Right, and we gonna get into that yeah. in a second. stuff like that. Go deeper than just some music <laughs> yeah. and this kingdom is crazy. Stuff. Um, how she was looking, and both of these women were completely covered up. Um, they they look feminine, and the comments is just really hating, saying that they're not representing the kingdom. They don't understand how this is leading anybody to Jesus, or um, you know, if, if it's not any good representation. And um, we felt this was a sink or swim um, situation because not only is SOS when you shoot off a of SOS, it's like um, should we save them? And um, we know we here to if you catch our bio. Um, we want to talk about some things that's going to cause some storms. And um, when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, it was storming and he was asleep, but he still saved them. So um, I feel like I'm, I'm saving sis because I think mm, we tripping as believers, true believers. If we understand what advancing the kingdom is, we tripping. I didn't see anything wrong with the video. There's nothing wrong with the lyrics. I I felt Holy Spirit. I felt hype when I was listening to it. Um, I can introduce it to my nieces, younger nieces and nephews. Um, the visuals was fun. It was girly. It was um, it was her being of who she was. Both women. I didn't see anything that was like vulgar and a non-representation of Christ. And I think that when we be like, oh, this is not a representation of Christ. I need people to understand. I think um, Stefan already said it. God is a role. God is a position. Um, and we forget that that that's who, where he is. And that when he t- gave us dominion and he tell us to subdued, that we don't, because everybody felt like she was trying to conform, like she was being too much into the culture. But literally, we're supposed to go into the world and take it by force. And I felt like sis stood out. And um, it's a swim for me. Sis is swimming. Come on, Nemo. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Um, yeah, I'm going to just keep swimming like Dory. Um, it's a swim for me. The the video, one day, the song, Portia, it's a, it's a swim for me. Mm-hmm. What's the sink is them comments. Mm-hmm. The sink is... Mm-hmm. The people that that wanted to drop Romans 12 and 2 in the comments and things like that. Because what I see is very much of a renewing of a mind because she could be out here rapping about anything. She could be filling our minds with anything. And so 
I feel like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm swimming as far out to sea. If I knew how to swim, I'm swimming as far out to sea as I can to save Miss Portia <laughs> in one day because they ain't do nothing wrong. They innocent. She innocent. Yes. Now, Fisa, how you feeling about it? She just time in and she did it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Same, I think. Um, this is one. I think it's going to be relatable, especially for the culture and the young people. That's what they, the type of stuff they're listening to. But it's not, like, perverse. So mm-hmm. it'll be good for them. Something that they can, like, you know, vibe with and it's still praise the Lord. The comments, though, I feel like it's really a religious spirit all up in them comments on TikToks. Like, they just be, I don't know, they be doing the most. I feel like it can. Because people forget that the Pharisees and Sadducees is not just in the Bible. Yeah, they just come for anything. I don't know. And plus, the robe thing she said it was like mm. in representation, representation, whatever. Um, her getting married because she can't marry soon. So I feel like they was doing mm. too much. But it's cool. So we got young sis getting married. We got young sis out here pushing the gospel. We got young sis living holy. Do you know that she also came from a Muslim family? And she had to step out and come out by herself. Her whole family was against her. She was actually born and raised in Texas. And the Lord moved her from there to somewhere else because she wasn't going to make it. So y'all don't even know people's backstories. And, and I think that's the problem. There was them same people who invited Jesus to dinner and was mad that that woman of the night was crying and washing his feet with her tears. I'm just saying sis did a good job we need better representation god is the same yesterday today and forevermore but we have assignments on our life and how dare you tell someone that they're not doing their assignment when we think that the only music we should listen to is on harps and robes in the choir and that's what I wanted to get into because people were saying, um, because if it wasn't about the looks of it, it was about how it sounds and what she's saying and how she's rapping. And so yeah. my question to people is because they asked in the comments, somebody was like, um, this is ghetto, this is ratchet or something like that. They asked, how is it ratchet? Because of the song. Well, how so? What about it? Because it's over oh. a beat? Because yeah. we're rapping? And so then I feel like that goes into... Yeah some deeper racial things at that point because this is these are two black women sitting up here mm-hmm. rapping. What's the problem with it? They're talking about God. If you would sit and take the time to listen to it instead of judging it off of it, quote unquote, sound like the culture, I can be singing opera and sound like um, the world. I can be over a harp. I can be singing melodies. I yeah. can do anything and still sound like the world. I feel like people need to... Like I was talking about Romans um, chapter 14. If you don't, if you got a conviction about it, that's fine. You, you don't have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, if it's not for you, it's not for you. You go on about it and mind your business. That don't have nothing to do with you. But to come out here and question people's salvation, to come out here and tell other people, oh, don't follow them, mm. to come out here and do all of this and that, it's, it's giving... It's giving bitter. It's giving mad. It's giving the accuser for me. It's, it's giving. It's giving everything Ooh, but Jesus for me. And so, for me. I'm See, that. and that's amazing that people love to quote Romans, which who wrote Romans? Yeah. Who's those letters from? Those epistles, right? You got to think about it. Paul was able to go further than Peter in that. 
because he was more able to go into further places. And you got to remember, there was a time when the leaders pulled Paul in and Peter to see if he was preaching the same gospel because it was sounding different. He was talking to Gentiles. Everybody loved to quote Paul, but don't even know what Paul's mission was. And they love to quote Paul, not knowing Paul was quoting the culture <laughs> at the time. If you really do, like, I, I need us to really study our Bibles, not just read them, because Paul was quoting outside philosophers, outside people who were not Christians. So let, yes. let, let's let's get it together, yes. y'all. Come on now. Yes, they can take. So, sisters, so we all wrote this. It's a swim over here. And um, we pulling her into the boat, this unsinkable boat. Over here in the video, mm-hmm. we blasting that. Um, I wish we could have played the sound bite from it, and I love it. I live, I live for one day. I love her. Um, also, she speaks to me. Um, I don't know uh, from a generation when I wasn't raised in church with a whole hymns like, hum, nah, 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 nah. you know, Psalms is a song. I don't see none of y'all here singing songs I was, in I church, and those are a bunch of songs. I, my I never hear nobody sing that. I heard you read it. I heard you pray it. I ain't never hear nobody sing that. So whatever it takes to move this gospel um, as a vehicle, as we are vessels of the kingdom, she's doing, she knew her assignment that the Lord sent her on and she completed it. Period. Um, right. So, um, um, so I can, uh, I think I can play um, a snippet of it as we come to a close. Do we got any more comments or things we wanted to talk about before we go um just some ship announcements so this is our ship announcement y'all we thank you for rocking with us for episode one of coming out um if you want to share your coming out stories with us you can definitely do that hit us up on our instagram put it in the dm shoot us a dm um our instagram is ships um s-h-i-p-s dot t-d-s um on Instagram, shoot us a DM of your coming out story of how it was coming out for um you we know that um it's hard to come out to be a believer in Christ is just as traumatic as coming out as in other things as um, coming out as trans coming out as, um, you know, homosexual coming out as um, any of those things coming out as a drug addict. It can be as traumatic. We would love to hear your stories. Um, And plus just follow our social medias. If you go to our Instagram, we have the link in our bio where you can either join the community and you can, um, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also we're kicking off 21 days of prayer season three, check it out. And you'll see what that is about on our page. And that's all that I have to say. All right. We will see y'all later on the next episode. Y'all have a blessed night, day, weekend, whatever y'all doing. Be safe. Everybody about to know about it. Everybody about to know.